Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to Believe in Chargers. And every week, well, now third week in a row, Lo, we're talking about a loss. And, and make no mistake, they are now in must-win territory. Probably going to have to win out. You might have room for one more hiccup, stub your toe, finish 9-8, and eight and try to get in on some tiebreakers. But... If you ask me, it's going to be 10 and 7, which means they're going to have to finish out the season 6 and 0. It'll start in New England. But quickly, we look back at the Baltimore game, and I'll just set it up like this. One, defense played their tails off. This is a team that had scored 30 or more in each of their last five games. Defense held them in check, uh, really dominated on third down. And for whatever reason, the offense, the two things they've been best at, all season long. They come into this game leading the NFL in fewest giveaways, and they come into this game with the number two overall red zone offense, and they can't get either to work. They can't right. score in the red zone, and they cough it up. And it's not like it's young guys. Lo, it was Keenan Allen with one, it was Austin Eckler with one, and Justin Herbert with one, and that's how they end up losing this game this week. No question, Money. And I always say good teams find a way to win and bad teams find a way to, to lose. And right now, the Chargers aren't a good team. I mean, I just I know we're Charger fans, and I love this team and love the men that's on this team. You have too much talent. For guys to take turns making a mistake, you have leaders making a mistake. Austin Eckler, one of the better backs in his league. Last week, a costly fumble against Detroit. This week, again, a costly fumble. Keenan, and these are guys that you know that are, that are students of the game that take very much a lot of pride in their work. So this is a collective loss again. And you talked about the red zone, but this also just up front, the blitz is coming. Slide protection the right way. You got two corners. You have the running back is you got to go coast to coast. He's got to check one corner, corners, green dogging, and they come bringing the opposite side. So you just saw a team that was better coached in certain areas, especially in a lot of the pressures. Herbert was trying to get the ball downfield and push it. They knew that, and Baltimore said, we're going to bring an extra guy, and we're going to make sure that he doesn't have time to sit in that pocket. And Baltimore, to me, just they, they played opportune football, and they made the plays they needed to play make at certain times. Yeah, you know, if, if we want to take a positive out of it, it's that this defense had been given up a ton of yards and a ton of points. <clears throat> This yeah. was their best effort of the season. Yeah, they dominated the Jets. That's Zach Wilson, who's now a third stringer. They dominated the Bears. That was Tyson Bajan, an undrafted free agent. This is a Baltimore team with Lamar Jackson, and sure. Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill, and all those guys out there in that offensive line that had been dominating teams. They shut down the run. They dominated on third down. And it you know, came with a shakeup. And Brandon Staley moved some pieces around. We saw Dean Leonard instead of Mikey Davis. Now, he got torched on that touchdown drive, five straight passes, but he was able to settle in after that. We saw Isang Bassey out there. We saw uh, Hawkins out there. So we saw a change of personnel and a response. And I think the hope is carry that over against New England, and let's see if we can get this offense back on track where Keenan Allen, you know, Two weeks in a row now, dropped two passes. One would have been a touchdown, one a first down in Green Bay. Austin Eckler, a fumble inside the five at Green Bay that was a turnover. Right. Like, right. those guys aren't going to keep doing that. You know, all you got to do is clean that up, and maybe they just need to get that one. They need to get that one win before anything else can happen. It just feels like they're waiting for that other shoe to drop all the time. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Money. And you think about what the defense was able to do. They held a Baltimore team, you know, and you say, wow, Baltimore's going to put up 25, 30 on them. No, they didn't. They bend, but they didn't break. They did a great job defensively. And, and that's what I like about this time of the year for a lot of teams, because now you got the cream's got to rise to the, to the top. 
money. And what do I mean by that? Now you got to realize you're watched even more. If I'm a head coach or a front office guy, I love being on these type of teams at times because it made me angry. I remember playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. We only won two games on your money and it was bad. But guess what? That was the first year I went to the Pro Bowl. Why? Because I played angry. At Sunday, mm. I could not wait to get to the stadium to kick someone's ass. I would <laughs> I come to do two things on Sunday, money, and I was chew bubble gum and kick ass. And on Sunday, I was fresh out of bubble gum. You got to, when you're losing like this, money, you got to get angry. You got to come to the stadium and just, because let me tell you, when you're losing like this, everyone's head's on the chopping block, except, you know, of course, you know, Herbert. But, but you got to find now who is going to be those guys? Who are those guys that you can depend on? Because tough times don't laugh. Tough people do. Who's tough for the Chargers? That's what I want to find out now. Offensively, defensively, and collectively, coaching everything. Now you have to coach and do a, even a better job all around, schematically included. Well, it's a, a perfect way to, to push it forward and leave Baltimore and that loss in the past. You're four and seven, and now we look toward New England. Well, I want to mention, we got ourselves, oh wait, I didn't see it start yet. There we go. Uh, Lo, I want to mention, we got a great opportunity for our listeners. It's through Bet Online, the number one destination for all your sports wagering info, up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, prediction. It is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And it's not just the big four, by the way. So everything available at your fingertips. You can do desktop, you can do on your smart device. For almost any sport that is played, like MMA, international soccer, bet online has it all. And here is what we have for you through the Believe Network. Believe is your promo code, B L E A V. Again, B L E A V. And you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So 50% on top of what you want to put in that first time using the promo code B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Lo, let's bring him in. Guy that is no stranger to championships, two-time Super Bowl champion, not to mention his absolute domination on a lacrosse field uh, in his amateur playing days, which we, of course, can appreciate in these parts. It's Chris Hogan, part of the Believe Network, does it when it comes to the Patriots, as we do it here for the Chargers. The uh, Chargers making their way to New England, a bit of a house of horrors for the Bolts every time they have to take that gnarly little winding road into Foxborough. Um this year, a little bit different, though, Chris. I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen a Patriots team look like this in Week 12. If you had to put your finger on on one thing, what is it that's gone so wrong here? Oh, man, man, there's there's so many things that have gone wrong, but obviously everyone's going to point fingers at the quarterback. You know, the quarterback position has been, has been struggling all year, um, really hasn't given them a chance to win any sort of football games. You know, the defense has been battling. They had some key injuries over the last couple couple weeks, which which definitely hurt them. But, you know, the, the quarterback position is struggling, and that's just not going to be able to, you know, if you can't play that position well and you turn the ball over, you're not going to be able to win football games. And that's it's, – it's hard. It's hard to win this league without a good quarterback. Well, Chris, when you think about the Patriots and the Patriot way, and we know for two decades, Dornier, you had Tom Brady. And he's a guy, arguably the greatest quarterback that ever played. Is it just the quarterback position or what is the other things that you look at this Patriot team and say, what's the hangup? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, I think there's a number of things on that offense, right? I think, I think they have some players on defense. I think that they have, they're always going to have good special teams players. They're always going to, Bill's always going to pride himself on the special teams, that play, just because that's where he started in the NFL and cares so much about that part of the game. I think offensively, I just, I think they're missing parts. 
You know, I, I don't think that they have – they don't have the James White. They don't have the third down back, the guy that they can really spread out and, and use, you know, in different ways. They don't have the slot receiver like Julian, Danny, you know, even myself, you know, guys that can kind of move around and be interchangeable in all these different parts of that offense. You know, they have guys like Pop Douglas who's doing – he was doing a very good job, and, and he's a young kid, and he's growing, and he, um, I, I've seen him mature a lot as a football player over the course of the season. But I think they're just they're just missing parts. You know, they don't really have a big time playmaker, someone that's going to stretch the field, that's going to open up, you know, their play action, the stuff like that that we've seen over the years where Tom and Gronk would just, you know, destroy teams on with all of the play action stuff across the field and across the middle. But we haven't seen any of that this year. And I think there's just obviously it starts with a quarterback. Um, and then, you know, goes to the offensive line and how they're able to protect and what they're able to do week in and week out for some of these teams. But I think just across the board, I just think we're missing certain parts for that offense and for that team to really be successful. You know, Chris, I go through like the game log. I got it over here to my right. So sorry for looking off screen for those watching. And, you know, I see the offense and the struggles, right? Seven points, six points, 17, 17, 17, zero. But then I look and it, it seems like the defense is playing okay as of late. I don't know if that's opponents or if, you know, because that's what we've always known about the Patriots, right? It's Bill yeah. Belichick's defense. It's it's a nightmare for most teams. Is that still, because we know it's given Herbert trouble in the past. Is that still working? Uh, yeah, for this I think team? so. I mean, they, listen, they lost Christian. They lost Matthew Judon. You know, those were big pieces that they lost. Bill prides himself on how he's going to every single week, he's going to dial up, you know, a whole new defense and he's going to game plan totally different for the team that he's playing against and try to stop their best guy, give the quarterback challenges. And I think that defense has been playing well. Listen, year, you know, in the beginning of the season, we were driving down to beat Philly and, you know, at the end of the game, we had all of these, right. we were driving to beat Miami or to tie the game. Like we were in these games. Our defense was holding these teams to are you know, arguably some of the best offenses you know in the NFL right now. They were holding them to 20, 17 points. Which, listen, as as a defense and an offensive player, like I, I can't expect my defense to do any more when you look at the other side of the ball and the playmakers that they have. So I think that the defense and Bill and, and what they've been able to do week in and week out, they've consistently held teams to you know. Two two scores, two you know two scores, you know, field goal, seventeen points. I mean, that's that puts you in a position to win games, right? And I think it's just the offense that hasn't been able to capitalize on any of the turnovers that they're getting. Um, you know, the field position battle has been just a disaster this year. You know, we really haven't had any sort of field position for our defense. You know, who starts you know on you know in their own you know their own defense on side of the field and for our offense really to go the length of a field just really hasn't been able to, you know, turn into any sort of points this year. We just don't make enough plays and we're just kind of dinking, dunking, trying to get down the field. And it just, at the end of the day, it turns into a punt or, or a field goal. And it's just been hard. No, no question, Chris. You're absolutely right. And when you look at the Chargers and some of those same tendencies are happening, sometimes they play down to lesser opponents when they're playing a lesser opponent. They don't score as much. They're not as effective. At times you see the defense. It can be a sieve. So when you think about these two teams, both of them are uh, both teams are disappointed in the way their year is going. How do you view this matchup? And what is some of the keys that you see for New England if they're going to win this ball game? It starts with defending your home turf, man. I mean, for, for years – 
for for decades that going into Foxborough was a scary place to go to at any time of the year. And it was a place where I rarely lost football games, but I just, and it came with that sort of attitude. I think that we had, and that other teams had like, Hey, we're going to Foxborough. It's going to be a tough place to play. I don't know if it carries that much weight anymore right now, or at least this season. I think teams are going into Foxborough now with the way things have been going you know, this, this is a very winnable game for anybody. This team is not built to play at home right now. There's so much turmoil, you know, within the team and the quarterback situation. And is Bill going to be here next year? All of this stuff that is going on behind the scenes. Um, I think it starts with trying to defend your home turf. Listen, that stadium is going to be packed. You know, the fans are, are there, right? They're, they're New England diehard fans. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, it's going to start with the offense being able to make plays. I've said this all year that there needs to be more explosive plays. This team needs to get excited about something. We can't just expect to run the football down, you know, against somebody all the way down the field. And then all of a sudden expect a big play to happen. And it just for your, for your defense, watching the game, for your special teams, just for your overall team morale, that the big plays are a huge part of making this team go and there just hasn't been enough of that this year we've seen some of it uh Kendrick Bourne was really stepping up a a lot and he became that guy that go-to guy and he was making a lot of plays had a lot of energy really enjoyed watching him play but you know it's the NFL man the injuries happen and and it just it's tough to watch some of these kids that were helping this team get hurt um and then again, you know, I hate to point, I don't like to be that guy that points fingers at the quarterback, but it starts with him. You know, it, they, they yeah. he's got the ball. You know, who's going to be at that quarterback position? I don't know. You know, are we just going to do two quarterbacks for the rest of the year? Whoever's playing better gets a start. Kind of feels like that's going to be the situation. You know, if someone goes out in the first half, throws two picks, all right, the next one's coming out. You know, so you can't really prepare for one or the other. I don't really think that there's a big difference in the two of them. I think both of them, or run the offense the same. They're not calling the offense any differently. Billy O is doing the same same stuff for both quarterbacks. So it's going to come down to them protecting the football, not turning the football over, kind of relying on their defense to, you know, come up with some turnovers, you know, not let them put, you know, not let the Chargers put a ton of points on the board and then see kind of where we're at in the fourth quarter. You know, or do we have a chance to win this game and can we go and actually accomplish that? Yeah, you know, Chris, just a have you put a set of eyes on on the Chargers and what's gone wrong this season at, at four and yeah. seven? Um, don't know how much you've had a chance to to watch or, or look at the film, but you know there's just a couple stats that that really stand out. I, I think the one that that tells the tale of the season the best, and man, it's a crazy freaking stat. They are one and seven in one score games, and they have had the ball with a chance to tie or take a lead in the last five minutes every one of those games yeah. uh, and they are one and yeah, seven. So <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. crazy. And, and their quarterback is yeah. Justin Herbert, right? Who has had these incredible <laughs> games this year against Minnesota and Miami and Detroit and green Bay. And yet you see that stat and you try to figure out, you know, something's incongruous here. What is not connecting? Like what, what would you say when you hear that stat as to why a team with that quarterback and Keenan Allen is one and seven with those circumstances yeah, I mean, surrounding? It'd be tough to put a finger on, on why, you know, that's situational football, right? It's fourth quarter, game on the line, whether it's two-minute offense, you know, stuff like that. How how well are you able to execute in in those got-to-have-it situations where 
you know that you're going to be it's a you're in four down territory going down the field how 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 well are you going to be able to execute those plays knowing that you're probably not getting the ball back you know i i you know early on in the season new england was going through the same thing you know they lost a couple of games one score going to tie once and it came down to execution you know guy wasn't able to get two feet in bounds you know we fumbled the ball we turned the ball over um, so I think really it just comes down to execution and being able to be in those positions and executing at the most crucial point of the game. Um, you know, no matter, you know, you have Justin, you have Keenan, you have guys that can make plays. I think it's just being able to lean on those guys as much as possible, really to, to make all those plays and knowing that this, you know, this drive, this possession, you know, we're not going to get the ball back, you know, and being able to kind of, capitalize on that and and turn those into points and and it's tough you know it's not it's not easy being in that position seven eight times yeah. <laughs> you know it's like damn right, we got right. the ball again We're, we got to go try to win or tie <laughs> no. a football game it's just gonna end. right right that's it's defeating man for an offense <laughs> trying to be you know trying to do that it, it's hard to do that week in and week out but you know the the teams that the, the best teams that we you know you and i and low like we've watched like those are the teams that can do that stuff you know they they don't really care we're down one score we got right. however no timeouts whatever it is right like, give me the ball <laughs> Like we have, we have the guys that we can, we can do this with. We have faith in our offense, total trust in who's making the plays and who's throwing the ball. And, um, you know, the chargers have that, you know, have those guys too, man. So I think that's, you know, you scratch your head on how, why you're not right. really be able right. to turn some of these things into, into wins. But again, it's tough to win the NFL, you know, especially in those situations. Chris, no question. Chris, when you think about just, your stint in the NFL, my stint, and we've been around a lot of different coaches. You know, I've had Bill Parcells, who's, you know, the Belichick is a discipler. You know, I've had Tony Dungy. His his method is, hey, look, I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to cuss. I'm not going to mm. swear. But Tony Dungy, he gets it out of the guys. You know, I've had guys like Dick LeBeau. You know, I've had, you know, Jeff Fisher. You know, Marty Schottenheimer, who's, who's mentally, physically just a tough coach. Marty and you know, it's going to be emotional. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of different guys, guys like North Turner. When you think about coaches, some are leader of, some are leaders of men, some aren't. When you think about work, you know, Belichick and, and what he's done over the year, you look at Brady, how much was that relationship great? And then when you think about the Chargers is Staley. You've seen him win a Super Bowl with the Rams. What kind of a coach and what does that what does that generate far as guys finishing games or just the mentality. Yeah. Do you see what I'm where I'm going with this? Yeah, I mean, mixed question, but Bill, something to that. You know, playing for Bill. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I think Bill. Bill as a head coach, he prepared guys better than anyone I've ever been around. And there was that element of fear in that building that if you didn't do your job, you were getting you were going to get the the call on Tuesday, right? You know, so like. After a loss, you you kind of walk with your head down. Coming <laughs> yeah. Like, if I didn't do my job, like, you know, th- it didn't really matter. He didn't care, man. He just – it didn't matter who you were or, or – Thought of every you play you messed up on, right. It didn't matter. So he he relied on that for a, for a very long time. But he also had 12, right? And I think that that was a very big part of that team and that – and the franchise and – that decade, those two decades of winning championships and winning football games, because 
guys went there and they wanted to play for him, right? He leveled them up. Bill prepared them at, to a T, right? We went through everything, every situation that could possibly come up in a game, film at, you know, tirelessly watching film and knowing and being prepared for everything that was going to happen week in and week out. And the coaching staff did a phenomenal job of that as well. But I think, you know, it also comes down to the guys that are on the field on Sunday, right? And those guys that you're going to look to to be, to look for leadership and, and look for all that, you, coaches aren't giving it to you. How many times in your career did you look for a coach to pump you up for in the fourth quarter of a game when you were down by a score? Like, no, coaches aren't giving it to you, man. Like, that right. Bill's not, and Bill's not, he's right. silent on game day unless, you know, everything's gone to, to shit and, you know, he needs to say something, <laughs> right? It's like, we're not, he's not that type of coach. And I've been, you know, I've been around Rex. Um, I've, you know, I've been around all of those coaches that were loud, you know, Doug Marone, you know, you know, guy that would get in your ear, rah-rah guys. Um, but, you know, I've, rah, rah guys. Bill was, was very different, you know, and he, he I, you know, Ron Rivera, guy that was just very calm and cool on game day, stuff that he didn't need, he didn't feel the need to, to pump up grown men to play a football, you know, play this game that, you know, we love and that we prepare and put so much effort into. So on game day, he's, he's the only, the only two people he's talking to is the refs and, and yelling at the coaches. Right. Um, I think it really comes down to the guys that are, you know, that, that are on the field um, and who, who are those guys? Right. When, when I came into new England, I leveled up, man, because I knew I had to level up for, for Tom. It wasn't because of Bill. It wasn't because, I mean, yeah, listen, I, I didn't want to lose my job on Tuesday. So like that, right. that made a big difference in how I prepared for games and how I played and, and, and what I put into it. But I knew how much that guy was putting into it in his 18th year. And I needed to put in as much or if not more so that I could be on the same page as him and that I could help this team try to win football games. And that was up and down the roster, you know, every single guy didn't really matter if you were if practice squad, defense, special teams, it did not matter. And that was, I, I, I mean, it was one guy, man. It was, it was that guy, you know, and he, he would, he leveled everybody up. And I think that's a big part of what they're missing right now. They're missing a guy that everyone wants to go out there and level up for, you know, the, the fear factor, sure. the, you know, the Patriot way, like it's, it's not that it's not that this year is not that year, you know, that's not working. Yeah, the wait, look, we've gone super long. It's been great, Chris. I, I do want to. I do want to get out though, just selfishly, um, as awesome. someone who had a child who played college lacrosse, uh, girl, okay. so considerably less contact than. Uh, but you know, around all of her friends, used to watch the boys lacrosse team over at Dartmouth yeah, yeah. as well, and watch them get their heads absolutely beat in. Um, if, if you could, is there any? Because it's crazy when you're watching them get. They're just the crap kicked yeah. out of them with sticks and no pat and just a little bit of padding. Is there any comparison? Like the the most physical lacrosse game you were ever in, is there any comparison to what you felt like after an NFL no. game? <laughs> like nah, man, talking close, to you guys right? brings back bad memories too. I had one of my worst injuries playing against the Chargers in 2017, <laughs> and no, nah, there's just not man that that fo that right. football soreness day after, like feeling like. Nah, it's Dark not, man. It's, listen, I lacrosse. I, yeah. I, you know, you have your forearms all scarred up and your shins all scarred up just because you know that's that's really the game. And 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 boys, men's lacrosse, like I mean, it's it's brutal now. Like, don't don't get me wrong, the game is very violent and right. it's very tough to play. But that 
that element of being tackled and brought to the ground every single time is, is just different, <laughs> different. Yeah, different. And they're not, and listen, there's no 300 pounders that I, you know, on the cross field either. <laughs> right. Try, try to take your head off. Like that's, that's exactly. not the case either. Right. So, right. But, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. No one it's right. over, man. That's what I'm trying to just Still trying down. to learn how to fall, right? Chris still trying to there learn how go. to fall. The right it. Way, He's uh, part of the believe network. He does it for the Patriots. Chris, we yeah, appreciate thanks, it. <sighs> Well, Chris did a heck of a job there, uh, just kind of getting this thing all laid out. But, but I'll just add this. As, as you look at New England, I mentioned it. This is an offense, and the Chargers offense is not going up against that Baltimore defense like they were last week. Patriots defense is good. Uh, it's, it's very good. It's not elite. Like that Baltimore right. defense came in top three in every single major statistical category. But I just look at the offense. Seven points, six points, zero points three points like their big production is 17 points mm. and much like the Jets game that's something that this Charger offense ought to be able to overcome they should be able to score 21 to 24 points and that should be enough to beat what has been an incredibly disappointing offensive year for the Patriots no question their offense has been dismal let's talk about it money it has been I got a word for you herocious but <laughs> now let's see what the Chargers do because every week money you always say Lorenzo Low, what Chargers team is going to show up? Yeah. That's been your biggest question. You've said it week in and week out. You're like, look, if this team plays and it's sitting on all cylinders, it's not a team out there that you're afraid of. But who's showing up? And, and, and you know, there's a song, It Never Rains in Southern California, but you're going back to New England and it's going to be cold, the weather. So you got to play that. And you, this is not a layup. I get it. I get it. You've seen some teams that you thought, you and I thought was a layup. This is not a lip. In spite of as bad as the Patriots are playing, you know Belichick is going to get those guys to keep it close and see who's going to make a mistake. I don't look for this to be a blowout. Yes, on paper it should be, but I don't look for it that way because what I've seen from the Chargers thus far with the level of competition, what gives you what gives you hope that this is just going to be a one-sided game? Right. No, they, they, you're absolutely right. Every single game has been a one-score game, and they are one and seven. Uh, so... It's one and seven in terms of in the last five minutes, I should sure. say. Obviously, you know, they beat the Raiders, they beat the Vikings, they beat the Jets, they, you know, they beat the Bears. But what I look at is, I think it's exactly what Chris spoke to execution. This team has right. not been able to execute. It's going to be a tight game. I went through the scores and just kind of mentioned what they're, they're one score games 10 to 6, 20 to 17, 21 17. 24-17, 25-20, that's the Eagles, that's the Dolphins, that's the, you know, so it's going to probably be a tight game, and this team has got to figure out, hey, we'll leave you with this, team has got to figure out how to win, that's exactly right, execute, perform when the situation calls for it in its most crucial moments, and that's how you win football games, and if they don't, they still have a chance. That door is still open. 10-7 and seven is going to get you into the playoffs in the AFC. There are too many teams that are leveled at five and six losses. 10-7 and is going to get in. So they Agreed. have no more room. They, they cannot lose another game. As long as they stack wins, they still have a chance to get into the tournament, and it all starts at Foxborough. No question. We'll see, money. We shall see. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.